Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Okay, I was one bar late there for uh, the colonel in the plank position. By the way, our uh, friend uh, Daryl, our uh, motorsports big fan of Guru, asked me to explain that. He said, who exactly is the colonel and what exactly is a plank position? The colonel Craig Flowers could certainly explain it to you in better detail. But I can tell you, the colonel, of course, host of the high ground here on the Horn on Saturday mornings, Colonel Craig Flowers. The plank position, he's in his workout, holds in those legs above in that plank position. It's straight out. And the longer he has to hold it until I open up the microphone and start talking, the uh, more challenging it becomes. So that was one extra eight bar there for you. Sorry about that, Colonel. Hope you're all right. Good morning, everybody. The Colonel's in great shape. He's certainly more than uh, capable of that. Boy, that music just it just. Took a left turn and went straight off the road there, Camera uh, <laughs> Parker. Her <laughs> eminence front all of a sudden was gone there. That's because I held it a little too long there on on uh, the extra uh, the extra round there. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. Jeff Howell will be along shortly. Our producer is Cameron Parker, who had the same quizzical look on his face that I did on mine when all of a sudden the music just went belly up there for the moment. But nothing should really surprise us. Things happen, you know. As as uh, the great, uh, as Judd Nelson playing the great John Bender in The Breakfast Club said, it's an imperfect world. Screws fall out all the time. <laughs> it does do that. You doing okay? Yeah, I, pr- I probably should do more planks myself now that you're talking about it. Yeah, it helps. It helps. That, that, I, I mean, I'm incapable of a lot of that sort of thing, but the colonel uh, certainly is. Do you, uh, I meant to ask you yesterday uh, and uh, didn't get the opportunity. Of course, Monday I was up in Fort Worth finishing up that Texas baseball series, so I was only on the drop-in thing in the last half hour of the program and didn't have an opportunity to ask you then. And yesterday I meant to do this and didn't do it, but, uh, you know, what? Uh, Jeff Howe likes to refer to you as, uh, what does he say, play-by-play? Um, prodigy. Prodigy. You're not yeah. a prodigy, prodigy. You've been at it a bit. So, um, but <laughs> you were out in uh, lovely Big Spring, Texas, yeah. over the weekend doing some 
JUCO baseball. What was Howard College against who were they playing? New Mexico Junior College on ESPN Plus. Okay, how'd that go? It was a blast. It, yeah. it was fun. Uh, were you working by yourself? No, had okay. a had, had a an color commentator. Okay, who actually um, had a seven hundred four area code, Craig. So you really? know that, that's Charlotte, and he actually, Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually, he worked at Johnson C. Smith, Smith? University. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it, it was a blast, a doubleheader like they do in Juco baseball. Twelve home runs were hit combined with the wind blowing out of the the southeast. So it was definitely a, a hitter's ballpark for the day. But and 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 speaking of ballparks, get both ends of the doubleheader in before dark because no lights, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, it, the second game was run rule. So okay, okay. We, we got we got done plenty of time, and uh, it was a fun little ten hour drive back and forth to Big Spring, but. It's a beautiful view. I'd rather drive up the Big Spring than go up to Dallas, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, first for, of all, it's view. a much more scenic drive out yeah. there than it is going up I-35. I can yeah. tell you that. Uh, that. That's for sure. So, um, the, uh, the, the Howard's pretty good? Rebuilding year for Coach Jay Carlson, who was at Texas A&M for yep. a season uh, under Rob Childress. Um, mm-hmm. Just getting their getting – their, uh, Getting their feet underneath them, so it's rebuilding year for them. For New Mexico, they got a great program. Got oh, some... so so Howard got run ruled. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. And where is New Mexico Junior College? Hobbs, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not far across the state line there. Okay. Got a handful of guys who'll be playing at Texas State, UTSA, yeah. um, UTRGV. So a lot, a lot of power hitters, some great pitchers, and a lot of D one talent. Okay. As there is in, on JUCO level all over across the country. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the pandemic changed a great many things uh, with regard to intercollegiate athletics. And it did cause, uh, more so in baseball than any other sport, because there were, uh, uh, you know, there's a ton of junior college baseball programs ca- across the country, as we've talked about, even in the state of Texas, which is very rich in its JUCO uh, programs. Uh, it caused really kind of a, a backhaul and a, and a, uh, and a glut of of extra uh, players and talents at the JUCO level, and the trickle down from that was you had four and five year guys at quality Division One programs that you normally did not see, uh, and and then of course the injuries added to it, and the COVID year that was added on to it. I mean, you know, uh, it, Austin Todd played six years at Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he was healthy, he wasn't always healthy, obviously. So uh, there was a red shirt year. And then the COVID year that was was involved with that. Uh, DJ Petrinsky, uh, to to the best of my knowledge, holds the record. I mean, it was seven years, counting the two years he spent at Hill College. Yeah. And then there was an injury. Uh, there was a redshirt year, a hardship injury first, and then the COVID year came after that. So yep. yeah, I mean those those kinds of things happen there. Uh, okay, so uh, so I, I was curious about that, so I, I wanted to make sure that we. No, we uh, got that. Um, somebody said, do not judge. And it, our Specs text line is always open at 337-3776-512-337-3776. So a friend Nick, Nick in San Angelo says, don't judge West Texas by any experience in Big Spring. Excuse <laughs> me, you're rolling up to the uh, – nothing wrong with Big Spring, nothing wrong with San Angelo. I had two of my kids go to Angelo State. One graduated there. The other one ended up uh, – uh, transferring and graduated from North Texas, but uh, yeah, nothing wrong out there with uh, the, the Concho Valley or the Permian Basin. Both good areas out there for sure. It seems like a, a nice area, San Angelo, driving through. It is, and it's, a good, it's, where, it's a good town. Uh, Roger Wallace's 
co-worker, Jonathan Thomas, was stationed at before yep. he came to Austin. Uh, Roger, one of his daughters, graduated uh, there. Caroline graduated from Angelo State. My oldest son, Andy, graduated from Angelo State. My oldest daughter, Haley, went there a couple of years again, and then she, she went off and got married. And then when she came back to the States and she married a military man, they came back from overseas, she transferred to North Texas and finished up her degree there. But it's a, it's a good town, a good school, and uh, my co-host can tell you uh, that as well. He is uh, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, and he is a proud graduate of Florence High School. He's also uh, known best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7, Jeff Howe, who has spent a night or two in San Angelo over the love, years. Love, yeah. uh, I don't think your microphone is on, my friend. What are we doing? There it is. Now. Yeah, there yeah. we go. All right. You love the Angelo Clinic is what you were saying? Yeah, I got to check into that because I saw uh, last time I looked, they had not yet posted the uh, coaches who were attending this year. But that should be. Yeah. We're coming up, up too, shouldn't it? Yeah, should be. You know what? I'm going to check that right now. Okay. All right. Uh, somebody said, uh, wanting to know, uh, Cam, did you stop for the gas station burrito in Big Spring? Now, we know about the Allsup's burrito in Coleman, Coleman. as has been well documented by Jeff. Uh, have you, did you get an opportunity to stop at an Allsup's no. for a burrito? I wasn't aware of the – I've heard Jeff talk about the Allsup's burrito, but I wasn't aware of it in Big Spring. Well, so. it's the Allsup's. Pretty, pretty much once you get past Lampasas, okay. the, yeah. You, you're Allsup's are everywhere, yeah. and they all have burritos. I didn't yeah. see a lot. No, I – did not get to stop for a burrito. I, the five-hour drive probably would have been about six hours then, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the greatness of the Allsup's burrito. <laughs> uh, so, so anyways, uh, Jeff, you know, uh, our man MJ from Hearn yeah. had asked about the uh, if the package came in. Here it is. Yeah, I, I got a notice yesterday that uh, it had been placed in my mail slot. Well, it was in your mail slot because it was retrieved from the office. Oh, business, okay. remember the, I the said business. there was a chance it might go to the business office. Yeah, there's two two different deals here. There's business and programming. Okay. And uh, since I don't have a mailbox here, which I've been here for over three years, I don't know why I don't have a mailbox, but that's beside the point. Box or slot? It's a little slot. Oh, yeah, because none uh, of us have mailboxes. We do have a slot, though. <laughs> I right. said slot on the air. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> you know, I'll get this open. and uh, He's opening the package on yeah, the air. I don't have we... anything sharp with me. That's the thing about your keys. You know, it used to be you just grab a and I don't think I have any. No, I just have my fob on my keychain. That's all I got. Somebody I know what else? this is. I'm ready to dig. Okay. Oh my gosh, MJ, you're you're a good man, sir. Uh, somebody else had uh, texted and said, "I love that Angelo pops up so much during Light the Towers." Uh, so it said, "Sikkim Cats go Rams." Uh, there, but that's somebody who knows you because if you've lived and worked and gone to school out there, most people don't call it San Angelo. They just say Angelo. You're just out there. We got. Wax baseball wax packs. We got some Donruss. We got some ninety that? tops baseball from courtesy of MJ from Hearn. How about so, that? I'm gonna dig into one of these. On can the I? Air. Can you I? Know why? Can I open one? Yeah, because oh, because ninety tops has the gum in it, and I'm damn sure gonna eat this gum. You're not, dude. I will. Yeah, for real. I'm not lying. All right, we're gonna open this right now. Yeah. Is everybody is. watching on Twitch. All right. Oh, mm. this gum here. How's your gum? How's it look, Craig? Broken and nasty. It's it's. Uh, let me see. Yeah, that. knock yourself out How there. How come I don't? I don't. There's no gum in this pack. What's the deal? Yeah, you're probably lucky on that. You can have that one Top right there. Slagging. Think about that. That gum is over 30 years old. There's a little spot on there, but we'll see. Go uh, ahead and do it. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see you do it. Okay. Here it is. How about Jeff Howe yeah. putting 
30-something-year-old gum in his mouth right now. A little, it's a little powdery. A little powdery? I had some 88 Tops gum a while back that was much better than this. Yeah, just a little too powdery. I hope it doesn't make you sick because because it's it's you and Cam tomorrow because i got to travel with the Longhorn baseball team and it's wheels up earlier. So. Craig, of all the crap I've digested in my life. Yeah, that's a good point. If, if chewing gum makes me sick, then i got problems. Okay, you ready for the roll call on this? Uh, yeah. Okay. First of all, there is uh, this may just be something. 1990 Collector's Edition Glossy All-Stars and Hot Prospects Baseball Cards. Uh, there's a, like a, it's not yeah. really a checklist per se. It's more of an envelope. Oh, okay. Wade Boggs. There we go. Oh, there you are. All right. Clay Parker, the Yankees. Julio Franco at age, well, how old was Julio Franco in 1990? 1990. Uh, the year he won the All-Star Game MVP award at Wayne Wrigley Ward, Field. Brian Downing. He Mike did. Bilecki. You like Mike Bilecki and Ron Darling, every junk wax pack you open. Or Mark Grace. Okay. You got better ones than what I'm coming up here with. Here's Joe Baver. Remember him for the Braves. Jan Plesak, now on uh, MLB. Now. Hey, Kirby Puckett. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, Stan Javier, Vaughn Hayes, Pat Borders, Eric Shaw, who I saw pitch for the Padres in a doubleheader at Riverfront Stadium in 1986. Actually saw it when Pete Rose was managing and playing for the Reds very late in his career. And uh, was there, uh, and and he played in that ball game as well as manager. Uh, Wally Whitehurst. For the Mets, my tops asking where my, my stick of gum was in this pack. I feel gypped. Okay, there's one of these record breaker cuts. Uh, you see for that? Cal People Ripken, on Twitch, but it's not. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, that's, that's your '90 tops design right there. Um, there's a thing called record. There's record breaker card. It's Ripken, mm-hmm. but it's not about right breaking the consecutive game because he hadn't done it right, by yeah. 1990. Mm-hmm. It's about hitting 20 home runs in eight straight seasons. Ah, right, here you go, Wade Boggs All Star card. Okay. All right. All-star cards are all right. Uh, Jerome Walton, Don Ossie, uh, Dale Swaim, and Ron Robinson. Really what you're looking for, 90 tops. Uh, King Griffey Jr.'s second year. Okay. Uh, and obviously you're looking for that Frank Thomas rookie. Sammy Sosa rookie's in uh, 90 well, tops. Yeah. Frank Thomas rookie's the, the best. There you go. Especially if you can find one of those no-name-on-front error cards of Frank Thomas. You would also be looking for... Nolan Ryan first year with the Texas Rangers. Oh, dude, any any time you can get a Nolan. Well, actually, Nolan's first Rangers card was uh, eighty nine tops traded, and I think all oh, the trade. Okay, okay, eighty nine score traded. Because I was at the eighty nine winter meetings when he was traded. That's why I, I said that. I, I knew that. I knew his first season in a Ranger uniform was ninety. But yes, you know who else is in the uh, eighty nine tops traded set? This, this King, King Griffey Junior.'s first tops card. Yeah. Keith Moreland is in the 89 Tops traded set. Uh, from Cubs to Padres. Yes. It would have been. Actually, okay. you know what? That's, I want to say this is Tiger's card that's an 89 Okay, Tops yeah, trade. yeah. It, it, by the because he had the one year there in, or the two years in San Diego before going over. So that makes sense, uh, going over to the Tigers after the Padres. MJ from Hearn, thank you. Yes, very Sir, nice. I'm going to have fun with those. They're talking about. Uh, that Tops gum was not bad, by the way. I've had better. <laughs> but, and I've had worse. You've had worse than whatever it was, 33-year-old oh, yeah. gum? There's one I thought I bro- broke a tooth one time. There's a little tooth. Wow. 33-year-old gum. How about that? Uh, that's something else. It's what we do here on Light the Tower. <laughs> uh, Stoner points out, he says, Jules won the uh, uh, batting title in 91, I think. I think you're right about that. He was All-Star Game MVP in 90. Von Purple Hayes. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, yeah, Chris uh, Berman, uh, new Eric Winplace, and Shao. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Uh, been addicted to this year's Tops trading cards. Obsessed. Um, 
And uh, hey, you know who's got a, a rookie card in tops uh, series one for twenty twenty three? Cody Clemens has his rookie card, top series one. Cody Clemens, who got back on the mound last night. Again. Did he really? Well, the Dodgers have scored thirteen runs against the Phillies in in back to back games. Now, Cody had something to do with that last night. The night before, he didn't because he got a three pitch strikeout on that blooper seventy mile an hour Ephus pitch thing. So we got he got one strikeout on that la, uh, on two nights ago. And they walked a guy on four pitches and then got a ground ball out uh, fielder's choice at third to end the inning. So he didn't allow anything. So he trots out last night. And by then, the Dodgers were up, uh, I think, 12-1 or whatever, 11-1 or 12 No, it was uh, – anyway, they, they were up big. I think it was 11-1. Mm-hmm. So he comes out, and they show his numbers. And as Joe Davis pointed, his numbers look pretty respectable. It, he was making his counting – uh, seven appearances last year for the Tigers. Because remember, I said they had there were over a hundred uh, uh, appearances by position players on the mound, and and Major League Baseball said this is ridiculous. We got to rein this stuff in. So now you can't get in unless it's like eight runs or more deficit that type mm-hmm. of thing. So he had not allowed, I think, an earned run, and uh, had been pretty respectable. But he gets out there, uh, and uh, he got whacked around. He got they gave it three straight hits. There was a walk, uh, and then he finally got an out to get out. I think he gave up uh, at least one, maybe two earned runs uh, in the deal. So yeah, but Cody got to pitch again last night. You know, I uh, CB just hit us up on the Specs text line. Keith's birthday was yesterday. It was okay. You know how mad I am, and it's unfortunate because the 29th, the April 29th was on a Saturday. Uh, we passed another anniversary. Actually, this would be the 40th year, 40 years to the day on April 29th, of the Lee Elia rant. Oh, wow. I have to ask him about that tomorrow. That like, involves, that yeah. directly involves one Keith Moreland. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. I'm not sure he knew it was April 29th, but he remembers it well because – He's one of the April 29th, 1983. He's one of the central referred figures <laughs> in the deal. His name never comes up in in the No. Ranch. And I've heard I've heard Keith tell the PG version of mm-hmm. his side of the story. Yeah. I've also heard Keith tell the rated R version of his mm-hmm. side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. He told a like a PG-13 version <laughs> over at the other place. Uh, there was a brief time, there was about eight months, when Keith, Rod, and I all hosted together yeah. before Keith went off to to do the Cubs. And he, he kind of told the PG-13 version there about the guy pouring the 24-ounce Heilemans old-style beer on him when he was walking past. And he climbed up in the stands and he said he got the full wrath of my redhead yeah. temper. I said, oh, did you get in a good shot? Oh, yeah. He said, and that was a, that was a promo we made I, uh, for a while. So I discovered that rant. I was probably in my early 20s when mm-hmm. I discovered that. Mm-hmm. So there was a time, once I discovered it, me and my buddies when you know in college, one thing we would say back and forth to each other, and it wasn't the edited version. It was, I'll tell you one bleeping thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that. I like the, the, the other part of it. The 85% of the world is working, and the other 15% come out to, yeah. day base, to bleeping day baseball. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's something. Else. And 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 uh, as as Keith would tell you, Lee Elia, God rest his soul, he would say Keith. Uh, it, Keith would tell you that Lee Elia <laughs> did that to deflect the attention away from Keith actually going Ron Artest. 
going into the stands <laughs> to pound that guy who poured I'm the beer. I'm looking right on. now at the transcription of it, and I just love it. Says, "All right, they don't show because we're five and fourteen, and unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb fifteen bleeping bleeping percent that come out to day baseball." <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, okay, yeah. So the anniversary of that, I'll, I'll have to ask. Keith will be with me this weekend up in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, for the Texas Kansas series up there. Um, I watched some college baseball last night. I watched some Major League Baseball and watched a lot of NBA and NHL. Yeah, it was a late nighter staying up to uh, watch uh, the uh, the Lakers Warriors and uh, and the Dallas Stars and the Seattle Kraken. The uh, the crack in there, uh, Cam. Uh, I thought about you when I saw Tyler Sagan on the ice last night there. I thought about you, uh, but you didn't wear your Sagan jersey yesterday. I was wearing my North Stars, the original. I saw franchise. that. Yeah, the original North Stars thing. They used to play in the old, um, uh, not Metropolitan Stadium was the football stadium, and then there was the arena where they played there. They had green, white, and yellow seats to match the. Uh, I think it was called the Met Center. But anyway, to 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 match the uh, the uniforms of the Minnesota North Stars uh, back in the day. So um, I just want to point out to somebody in the Specs text line. I guess this is in light of me eating the Tops gum. It says picturing Jeff walking by that McDonald's cheeseburger sitting on his counter from the day before, pondering. No, I don't eat. Uh, I don't eat McDonald's on even what I would consider a, a semi regular basis. I I can't remember the last time I had a burger from McDonald's. And come on, I'm not a complete slob. I mean, I'm a little bit of a slob, but not a complete slob. Does it does it indicate that you're a slob if you eat McDonald's? Because that would uh, make uh, both uh, uh, cam and leaving beef slobs. It, uh, leaving it sitting out. And it oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would not be good. I do have, though, my wife knows with me, I've got the 36-hour rule on food left in the fridge. Oh, yeah? If, if, it's, if, been it's, in there, if it's been in there after 36 hours, it's, it's, out? it's fair game. Oh, fair game. It's fair game to eat, yeah. Okay. In other words, if she brings home something mm-hmm. and does not consume it within thirty six okay, hours, okay, I got some, you know, I got some chicken tenders from a potluck at work, and I'm like, all right, I'm in my head, I'm like, count down, the clock's on, <laughs> the clock is running. And if I just so happen to be home for lunch and don't want to like go get something to eat, I'm like, all right, those chicken tenders have been sitting there. We're past the thirty six hour mark. They're mine now. See, I don't, I, I don't want to waste food, Craig. Uh, no, whole, I understand that, and I don't have that problem at my house. It's almost just the opposite, you know. Linda will make something really good, or she'll come home from something, and there'll be stuff in the the fridge, and and I'll, I'll even occasionally ask her, say, "What is it?" She's like, "Oh, go ahead and eat that." She's like, "Go, go ahead," or she'll even volunteer it. She'll even say, "Hey, I um I made something something for myself, and uh, I didn't I didn't eat that much of it. So just go ahead and finish it." Food is not food like like actual meals is not my big. I'll weakness. give you a perfect example. Yesterday, she made for herself. A grilled cheese sandwich, but she made extra and put them in the fridge and said, "There's grilled cheese sandwiches in the fridge." If you want. So, so that's very kind um, of her. She does that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, like like dinner, like dinner leftovers, lunch leftovers, yeah. whatever. That's not the big issue for me. My big issue is like if there's anything sweet laying around uh, the house, it's uh-huh, it, it's uh-huh. it's really hard. For Fair me. game, meat cake, as the guy said. That's the great George <laughs> could Carlin. Be, could be meat. That's the <laughs> could be cake. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I don't know. Could, looks like meat. Could be cake. <laughs> like, well, smell it. So my, my palate is confusing. I won't eat McDonald's or Taco Bell, but I love ponchos. That's a totally different deal, man. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Pon- Here's the deal with ponchos, right? Okay, y- you have to, the first plate at ponchos, you've got to load up and you got to eat it somewhat fast, right? Because you know what the deal is with ponchos. Once you actually, it's kind of like, uh, how can I best put this? It's kind of like drinking like a lower tier beer. Like you have to drink it fast because once you realize what you're consuming, it then just doesn't problem. become, yeah. Ponchos is more about the experience than, let's say, now the food. The you, actual you, but you get that one plate of food, yeah. All right. So, and maybe in that one plate, you find one, maybe two things you like, you get that, and then it's time to raise that flag and get the sopapillas. All right. So, here's the question then for the Specs text line at 337 uh, Where is your guilty pleasure? Dining, or what is your guilty pleasure dining experience? It could be something you get takeout that's, or or even at the store that's not good. It could be that, or uh, at a fast food place. You know, we did, we had on the music survey your guilty pleasure song, uh, guilty pleasure band or artist, guilty pleasure banner. Who was your guilty pleasure? I like I like the late Boy 90s. Bands. I like the late nineties, the the bubblegum pop era of the late nineties. Yeah. So and 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 yeah, that that was the shocker. That was I think, not on. That it. was not on the playlist this morning. None of that was on the playlist this uh, morning. Right mine was America, and I got roasted by people saying, "What are you saying? America's not guilty play." And and they're right. It's yacht rock, and it's great. I just wanted to get them on the list. But your guilty pleasure, <laughs> big big crit fan, Jeff. I'm not like other fat guys. Yeah, I mean that's, that's right. I'm differentiating myself fairly. There bit. you go. So, what is your guilty pleasure? food item that you eat uh whether you get it at a place whether it's a, a fast food place or you get it at the um or you get it at the store somebody said cold pizza yeah there you go mj just to let you know i gotta open a pack of this 90 donruss it's just staring at me it's taunting me so i gotta see what's in there now there's no gum in 1990 donruss oh that's unfortunate i want to see how much uh, 33 year old gum you can consume in one program um eagle scout says jeff my wife and i have the same rule 24 hours 24 then it's, I give it thirty six, yeah. and then it's fair game. Um, and then uh, somebody else said, "I like Ike." So that's easy. Jack in the box tacos, jarred taquitos, and queso. Okay, that works. Uh, John of the Bay asked if I watched any of the A's Mariners game. I did not. I saw that it was on. The bullpen gave up a seven inning no hit performance in front of a whopping twenty five hundred and eighty three fans, and they wonder why the team is moving there. One dollar to Tino's Pizzas, says Eagle Scout. That's that's, used to, that's what we're looking for. That, that kind of was thing. Uh, in college. I think I told Cam this. That in college, that was my deal, right? You come home from a night out and you get the, you get the Totino's Pizza. But what I would like to do is you you put it in the oven and then you fold it in half and then you got like a little calzone. Okay. Yeah. For a buck. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what we're looking for. That kind of thing. Uh, Steve Avery rated rookie. Boy, back in the day, that would have like gone in a screw down. Yeah, would have been a big deal. Somebody said my guilty pleasure food is pluckers. Well, it, it might only be guilty in terms of how much of it you get. You Schlotzky's large beef bacon smoked cheesy. <laughs> I would send I would send the Steve Avery card off to PSA, and they would just send me a note back, and it would just say why. Why do you want to get this graded? <laughs> uh, not an app guy likes good Chinese food. Boxed craft mac you know, and cheese. You know what I do? Uh, I don't know if you pulled this, Cam. You you have no experience with this because you don't have kids. But Craig, you ever pulled a deal where like you go out to eat, especially when your kids were younger, and like you make sure that whatever they get on the kids' meal, it's like okay, I'm gonna take a look at that because make sure they're not gonna eat all of it. So make sure like that'll be my lunch tomorrow, kind of thing. Well, 
<laughs> I will tell you this. I didn't look at it in those words, but how I gained a, a lot of weight pretty quickly when I started having kids was you take them out to eat, and they wouldn't. They just didn't eat. They didn't finish. You know, yeah. they'd leave a lot playing. And 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 part of it's also that my mom raised me. You don't waste food and all that stuff. So yeah. just gobble up stuff. Well, that stuff adds up over time. And I had to stop doing that after a time. So yeah, it's a good point. Chinese is the big one for us. Like when we go out, there's a really good Chinese place I like in San Marcos. Good old walk and roll right there off yeah. of one twenty three. So that's a good guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah. So I'll make sure like. I make sure Charlotte orders something that'll hold in the fridge. Like if you get a lot of rice, like sometimes rice doesn't hold real well after the fact. Yep. But like you get some like sweet and sour chicken, and yeah, that'll that'll hold till the next day. <laughs> Burn Orange Yeti says, Jeff, put ranch inside that calzone. You know what? Uh, I'm not a big Dip ranch. It. I'm not a big ranch That's dressing. That's right, you're guy. not. He said, Burn Orange Yeti is obviously not a skinny guy. No nutritional value whatsoever. But I knock down a grab bag of Cheetos at least once a month. Yes, sir. That's how you. Eat, Jeff. Fold that thing and dunk it in some ranch. No, I just like uh, I just I just fold it in half and just make me just nice calzone. Don't need to dunk anything. I tell you what though, if there's like some marinara sauce laying around or something, yeah, you'll dunk sauce. Yeah, taco bueno party menu: barbacoa taco with cilantro and onions and a small bowl of menudo from El Rincon. So there you have it. I'm more of a marinara yeah. sauce guy than a ranch guy. Um, Jeff, somebody wants to know what's your rule on chips and cookies? How long can they sit before you take them? Dude, see. Sweets don't last long in my house. They just don't. They just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Plain bagel with peanut butter plus pickle. Nathan's hot dogs in Coney Island. If you want to stash sweets in a, in your house, I'm a really bad person to live with and hope that stuff will hold up. Uh, Longhorn Bear says, I cannot get just one, so I get the six-pack Cinnabons at Slotsky's on payday. <laughs> there you go. That's what we're looking for. I'm still a fan of good old Top Ramen noodles. No, it's terrible for me. Full of sodium, never fills me up, but I still love it. And somebody else has asked you if you've been to the Chili Dog Stand in San Marcos. You know, I haven't. Uh, I've known people that have, though, and they say it's good. I just, it's, I don't know. I just, I never... No, I have not been to the Chili Dog Stand. I don't have anything against it. It's just, and plus, like, if I'm going somewhere in the general area of Highway 123 these days with all that construction, I I, I can't, like, oh, experiment. I have to know where I'm going and mm-hmm. get business done and then get out of there. Our friend Tom McKay, Audiovisual Consultations, says that uh, Totino's now are, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he meant $2.89 or $289 now, but he said, still awesome. Uh, so there you go with that. The box mac and cheese. Uh, Chief Cantu says his guilty pleasure: Round Rock donuts. Yeah. So there's oh yeah, there's plenty of that. I see. I might I might shank someone for a Round Rock donut. <laughs> Chinatown and Westlake lunch recommendation in Fredericksburg. Somebody's asking where we'll see. Oh, Chinatown's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, see, now that I don't live in Buda anymore, to go to go home and then make a trip back up here to the Westlake area, that's a little bit more of a hike living in San Marcos. And here's this sounds like somebody that would be uh, uh, thinking along the lines you are. Schlotzky's has a great deal on Wednesday, two-for-one pizzas. That's today's lunch and tomorrow's. <laughs> so, and, and our good friend revved up Rodney, Rodney Rodriguez, says there have been times the wife and I ate at a Mexican restaurant. We're at a Mexican restaurant, and they quit offering us chips and salsa because we're just nonstop eating them. They stopped bringing them yeah. after a while. See, y'all name them up places in San Marcos. Uh, Lowly's Tacos, that's the best breakfast taco I've in seen San that. Marcos. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that place. Uh, trailer Park Trashy Style Taco from Torchies, the Austin original. My guilty pleasure is Spam. My mother <laughs> makes Spam and cheese and toast. Now, I don't think Spam can be considered a guilty pleasure. Cameron, uh, when's the last time you had Spam? 
Never. You never no, had that? Oh, come on, dude. You never had Spam never ever? Had spam. Yeah, spam and eggs or something? No. Spam, spam and mac and cheese? Yeah. No. See, this is, why I, mac and this is why I say to you, Jeff, any person that will eat Spam, and I'm count me in on that group, can eat liver pudding. I've told you that. Well, my dad was a big potted meat connoisseur okay, back in the day. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and I have a question for, for I mean, back in the day, up until like he his last few days or weeks on this earth, he was a potted meat um, connoisseur. So, so our good friend Tom McKay, who's as big a Dallas Stars fan as I know, says the late Dallas games are killing me. I don't get home uh, till three twenty and have to be the office seven. The Texas Stars playoff game is tonight in Cedar Park. Win the night, and it's on to the third round. And he says, I'm old. The guilty pleasure is the fried burrito at the Shell Station with three gummies. Uh, so, Oh, geez, we got to hit the break, don't yep, we? We're, yep, we are. <laughs> I didn't realize right. we're behind. Yep, yep, uh, we are. But anyway, we're getting lots of great submissions on that. So there it is, the guilty pleasure food that you would throw down uh, today as, as Jeff was chomping on the 33-year-old gum. Tom, I, I open question to you. Um, how's how's Camilla since the Bruins got knocked out? And I know you know the crack and beating the Stars could not have met with much uh, uh, much joy last night. But I'm I'm worried about your daughter there when she says my Bruins are going to the playoffs, you know, and now they're out. So side by each, yeah. But meanwhile, my Carolina Hurricanes are still alive and well. Biggest um, collapse of all time, you think? Has to be. Is is the the big? It's they're the one seed that the a record setting regular season more wins and more points than any team in National Hockey League history, and to go out in round one to the eight seed, yeah, yeah, it is. See the couple times Ty had to produce this program, and he got raked over the coals for admitting he smokes with a pellet grill. That's how the text line is reacting to the no, the the revelation that Cam has never had spam. <laughs> So there you go. You owe it to yourself to try it. All right. Coming up, we will have a Longhorn Notebook. We'll continue to light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and on the hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you. I'm producer Cameron Parker. That question that we open up Pandora's box is... Your favorite guilty pleasure view. The one thing that's really cool about this deal, Jeff, is that clearly everybody has a guilty pleasure food because yeah. it's just lighting up the Specs text line at 337-3776. Oreos and peanut butter, underrated combo. We, uh, Wiener Stencil, going to Wiener Stencil, yeah. Your dad loved it. Your late father he, loved it. My dad was a P1 of Wiener Stencil. Was. Um, uh Here's something to save yourself the drive, Jeff. The chili dog's doing kind of overrated, but a local favorite nonetheless. All right. 
I, I, I found that local favorite, I mean, that, that overrated is a very relative term, depending on who's doing the yeah. rating and things like that. Uh, convenience stored fried beef and bean burrito Cheetos in a big red. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about, about uh, the, uh, the Allsup's burrito, because that's what that is. It's a fried beef and bean burrito. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what that is. So... <laughs> China Walk in Lano. <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying that. China Walk in Lano. Crazy good and cheap cowboys. It's like when, I drive, when I'm on the road and I drive through small towns, and I've been to many outposts when you go to Florence High School and you go to track meets, basketball games, yeah. base, whatever, baseball games. You drive through some small outposts. Uh, I always wonder, like, like, the, uh, like, man, that's Chinese food place in Bangs. I wonder if that's any good. <laughs> See, there you go. You know? Well, it is the home of the Bangs Dragons. It, it's got to be. Thank you for that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got to be one or the other, though, right? Like, if you see something that looks out of place... It's either got to be like the best you've ever had, or, or god just, awful bad. You're gonna it's have one or the it's other. Like instant diarrhea, one or the other. Like, right. There's no in between. It's not gonna be. Yeah, it's okay. It's gonna be one or the other. Uh, so, so you said the China Walk in Lano is crazy good and cheap. Cowboys and hats and boots flock there, and it said Sunday I'm gonna eat a whole Weichel's Bakery coconut meringue pie in one sitting. Oh, I'd be right there with you. That's in Lagrange. Weichel's is. Hey, get Vic Schaefer started on that. He'll talk to you about Weichel's. Um, so, so did a cop just actually own up to liking donuts? Yes. (laughs) Chief, uh, chief did. He said he, uh, his guilty pleasure was round rock donuts. Um, so anytime we drive South on 35, we stop and have the Don Juan at uh, one in a million, ate there a lot during college, fried spam, fried eggs, refried beans, some toast and tortillas. Uh, so there's, there's the, we'll get to some more of those coming. There's a lot of a lot of things there, your guilty pleasure food. But right now, it's time for the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Let's talk some Longhorn basketball yep. right here. Uh, Zarek Onyema, the UTEP transfer, uh, I think is either wrapping up his official visit right now or wrapped it up late last night. I know he got in very, very late Monday night slash early Tuesday morning. Uh, really productive player for UTEP. Craig, Texas saw mm-hmm. him in the opener this year. Uh, played in 32 games, 31 starts at 20 minutes a game. 7.1 points, 4.4 rebounds per game. Uh, Played for Rodney at UTEP yeah, as right, freshman and, and right? RT, RT recruited him, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that 2020-21 season, RT's last year at UTEP. Only played in five games, but yeah, he played. RT recruited him. He played for him for one year at UTEP. Half a block shot, .6 deals per game. Um, you know, I, I like him. And, and Texas is one of the schools in the mix for him. He's got a, a couple of different suitors. The... The thing that I like about him, though, the the role that I think he could fill if he were to pick Texas, I really like him in the Christian Bishop role. A guy that, you know, what is Zarek on him? A 6'7? I think he's 6'7, 200, somewhere around there as a four. Let me see. Yeah. Still, okay, this has him listed as 6'8, 215. So he's in the, he's kind of Christian Bishop size, but I think a lot like CB was, especially like once he really hit his stride and really harnessed that role of being a bench guy. I think that spark plug off the bench that can come in, give you a guy that you know can be a rim runner and a rim protector, uh, but can rebound, do the dirty work for you. Uh, and I think with, you know, you look at his skill set at UTEP, I think you can pair him with Caden Shedrick uh, and or Dylan DeSue. I think there's maybe times where if you wanted to, not, not for long, but in stretches, maybe you could play all three of those guys together. But you think about him and Brock Cunningham, I think Zarek Onyema, again, if he were to pick Texas, 
he could have the same kind of impact CB did last year and, and pair him or Brock Cunningham. You, it can really solidify your bench, I think. And then the thing mm-hmm. I like about Oyama, he's a two-year guy. Yeah. So you know you've got DeSue and Shedrick for sure for this year. Uh, we know Dylan's going after after this year, but and so is Brock. But you could come back for the 24-25 season with Oyama probably maybe moving into a starting role, get Caden Shedrick back for one more year, and now you're talking about a front court that you don't have to completely overhaul. You know, at this time next year in the portal, or you know, looking at high school recruiting or whatever. So, I think that would be just a really good, solid addition. I don't know when you look at portal additions. I think we, you know, you get carried away and get look. Getting Max Asmus and Caden Shedrick was huge for them. But this is the kind of piece that, kind of like Jabari Rice last year, Craig. You know, we were talking about uh, adding Tyrese Hunter and the guys that were coming back. You know, when Timmy Allen made the decision to come back, and then all those guys you know made their declarations. And I know everybody was excited about Tyrese, but. In a Jabari, there wasn't a lot of sh- a shine on Jabari when he made yep. that announcement. It's kind of like, all right, got this cat from New Mexico State. Yeah, he was productive over there. Well, you know, it turns out that you know Rodney Terry and that staff they knew what they were doing by adding him. And RT said it plenty. He he had firsthand experience going against Jabari Rice out in the whack. That that UTEP New Mexico State rivalry, Craig. You talk to UTEP people. That's a bigger deal than I, I realized it was. Fifty miles apart, and it is yeah. a rivalry. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty big deal. Um, so they, yeah, they get together twice, twice a year in, in basketball. So RT saw, saw plenty of Jabari Rice, but I, th- that's the kind of pickup I think. And I'm not saying Ayama would have the same type of impact that Jabari did, but it's kind of one of those, you're not really going to focus on it too much, but this is the kind of roster addition. Again, if you get him, if he decides he wants to come to Texas, that's the kind of roster addition. You don't think about it until that guy helps you win a big game in conference or has that, like we saw Christian Bishop have, you know, one of those eight-minute stretches in a postseason game, a conference tournament, or an NCAA tournament game that you look back and you're like, man, that was really critical to helping you win that game. So he's got the kind of skill set that could definitely help you uh, that can definitely help you win in March. I'm trying to pull up his, uh, his game logs. This thing is not cooperating with me. Sports reference. There we go. In the opener against Texas in 22 minutes, he was 3-for-3 three three from the field. Uh, made his only three, 10 points, uh, two boards, did have one turnover. Oh, that's why he, we, I don't remember, four fouls. So his minutes were not, I you know, probably where they were at at various points in the year. But he had 10 points in the opener uh, against Texas. Yeah. So back in there, okay. So we'll, you know. Had a, had a double-double in a road game against FAU. Uh, had 10 and 9 uh, in the game at UTSA. So, this guy's, this guy's he's been able to produce during his career. Yeah. Well, all right. So, and he's finishing up. Did I say earlier UTEP was in the whack? I know Conference US, UTEP's in Conference USA. Conference New, USA. New Mexico State's in the whack, but they do play each other twice a year. So, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a conference game. Yeah. Kind of a home Kind of like home, a conference series. Uh, swap off there. Uh, Kendall Weaver also, I, I, with, when the Portal guys, I, I don't like the hype up a visit until. They're actually, I, I get confirmation that they're on campus. On campus. Yeah. You never know, plenty of portal guys schedule visits and then they cancel one. What are you in College else. Station uh, either Monday or yesterday? I think he's. I think this is the week where he started, uh, he's done his in-homes and, and kind of started to narrow his schools down. Uh, so I think he's in the process of doing that. But yes, he's supposed to, uh, he's supposed to be... Getting to Texas, I want to say it's either today or tomorrow mm-hmm. that he'll be getting to campus. Okay, um, I believe it's today that he gets in. But we'll is is uh, I should be able to confirm that here. Is TCU soon. also on the list for him? I'm gonna check. Um, 
Give me give me a minute to look that up. But Kendall yep. Weaver's another guy that you know jumping in the portal from UTA. You talk about building your your backcourt right now. The only guy you've got locked in right now is Max Aismas. That's mm-hmm. it. Can't say Tyrese Hunter is locked Not in because yet. he's still going through the draft process. And we're getting we're getting down to time where guys are going to start making those decisions. And I'll I'll pull that up here shortly. Uh, but let me – won't you uh, – I don't know if you want to read the text line or anything, Craig. I'm going to pull up. Um, how, first of all, let me also ask you this. How about the how about the tweet from Dylan Mitchell yesterday? Here, here's the thing I would say on that. Um, I, I would not – don't read anything into anything Dylan Mitchell posts on social media because he's got his reasons why he does what he does. Yeah, good, bad, like, and different. Oh, man, he, he's liking all these tweets by Arterio Morris and Arterio Morris leaving. That means he agrees with it. I'm like, well, they're friends, so – Guys look at it differently. He's wishing but, him best of luck. But if you look at most of Dylan's tweets, like the stuff that he likes or retweets, it's almost like a motivational thing. Like he'll search out the stuff where people are saying, oh, you have no business going to the draft, or oh, Dylan Mitchell's terrible. He, he wasn't that good this year. He'll like and retweet that stuff and promote that. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. He will. So I'm like, you can't you can't read too much into him making definitive decisions. On he just that. had a, a tweet of him. With no comment attached, so it was just him yeah, and his and people uniform. Were like, oh, is he coming back? I'm like, dude, it's just a picture of him on in the his floor. uniform. Yeah, no words, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, like we said, just absolutely, you know, uh, deluged with uh, with the on the specs text line of the guilty pleasure that that uh, does my heart good, at least emotionally, if not biologically, uh, to uh, to to read some of these. Fried spam and cheese in a tortilla. Someone said spam is the Hawaiian steak, LOL. Frito scoops and bluebell cookies and cream. Okay. Um, hate to admit it. When the wife goes out of town, I'll get the banquet Salisbury steak dinner. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chewy's in San Marcos, bigger than your face burrito. Spam in the air fryer. Cam, somebody says spam in the air fryer will change your life. That sounds so unhealthy. Cam, you, you eat yeah, fast food just like the rest of everything's us. Everything's better in the air fryer. You know, it's, it's spam is pork shoulder products. You know, I mean, you know, it's just it's just stuff. All right, we'll, we'll make a day where we have spam for lunch before we do uh, ponchos, right, Jeff? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. somebody says Cameron never trying spam is criminal. A spam sandwich with mayo is a classic. Uh, a dozen cookies from Tiff's Treats, but only on payday. Guilty pleasure hoodie subs. I love hoodies. You're you're a Round Rock baseball guy. Have you been over to hoodies? It's right across the street from the from the school. I don't think so. Oh, what you're missing there. I, Bill Schoening introduced me to Hoodie himself okay. years ago. The deal with Texas A&M and Kendall Weaver, Craig. That was an in, A&M did an in-home visit. With okay. Him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 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 deal with the, the uh, with hoodies. You talk about an authentic Philly cheesesteak. Like he says, best Philly cheesesteak. Ran into Bill Schoening there one time. Got to see a Spurs championship ring, because you know you'll you can see Bill there. He he he, he took me to hoodies okay. before. It's an authentic Philly cheesesteak. It really is. Um, James Coney Island, the cheese dog cheese. That's a Houston with onion. thing, right? Yeah, that's where it started. Uh, chili cheese dogs with onion and mustard, which you can do at Sonic. It's pretty good too. Uh, as a Born and raised Austinite, surrounded by great Tex-Mex. Sometimes I just want Taco Bell. We said that. Uh, wife likes the stew at Poncho's. I'm telling you, man. I've never people, had the stew. Pe- people mention I never have either. People talk about Salisbury steak, man. I'm telling you, I don't know where 
the cafeteria at Florence ISD. We got their Salisbury steak. That thing had crack in it. I'm serious, man. It was so freaking good. <laughs> cafeteria Salisbury steak, man. Uh, uh, I asked uh, Tom McKay about the kid. I asked about Cabello, you know, because he's a Boston Bruins fan. And them going out around, he says, and I quote, the kid was down for a bit, but she comes home Friday for her summer job. I'm throwing her straight back in a cheering for the stars. There you go. Victor says, hell yeah, try the Brunswiger, Limburger cheese, sardines, and purple onions. Oh, my God, that's good. Yeah, I like Brunswiger. I've had that, that before. Um, so <laughs> somebody, the, the, the uh, not an app guy uh, texted the picture of Granny's Beverly Hills cookbook. Uh, and then you get the guilty pleasures, the Little Debbie zebra cakes or nutty bars. You know, during the pandemic, amongst the things that were shortages that you could not find, the zebra cakes. Dude, I uh, couldn't find them. The little Debbie, the little Debbie one that I have a weakness for is the, uh, I'm a Nick Saban and I have something in common there. It's the oatmeal cream pie. That's what he, they're talking about there. The or, zebra cake. Well, well the zebra though. cake's yeah. different. I, yeah. But but little de- yes, the oatmeal. Then you have to if you've not had the oatmeal cream pie, bluebell ice cream. I think I have. Oh, you talk about cracking in, in in a freezer. Oh my goodness, the, the oatmeal cream pie, bluebell ice cream. Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying. I, I, I take it you really like it. Oh, I still got some in my freezer there. Uh, midnight bowl of corn pops and, and a slice of toast. See? The foot-long chili cheese coney from Can't, Sonic. Can't you trying to tell me something, or are you, you watching the TV behind me? No, I'm literally just watching the TV. Okay, because uh, you were looking like you are raising your finger. I was like, Cam, you trying to tell me something, or what? Okay, I just... No, I'm just seeing these really dumb debates on okay, No, it's all, it's all good. I just, no, it's all good. I just, I'll just make it sure. Just Jeff? Got somebody weighing in with a cheeseburger at the Andice General Store. There you go. Yeah, we've we've both had that before. Uh, tacos from Jack in the Box. Any big juicy cheeseburger with all the trimmings and fills that it could come with. Another a vote for the Sonic uh, Chili Cheese Dog Convenience Store burritos. Uh, somebody said, damn, the secret to frying spam is cutting it half inch, preferably a quarter inch Cube square of the magical spam. See, they're calling it magical. At Herbert's, which I did before uh, the Texas-Texas State uh, mm-hmm. game this year. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, we'll get to some more of those coming up. Now, I have to admit, I haven't had coleslaw and pizza. I haven't had tried that. When they say it rocks, coleslaw and pizza. I hadn't even thought about that particular kind of combination there. But up next, we'll... Uh, We'll get down the road. That's, that sounds a little inconceivable. We have some more inconceivable to get to when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. Okay. Uh, before we get to a couple of uh, inconceivable items today, uh, we we need to what Jeff just clarify yeah, one just thing a little, with regard. Uh, I, I got a, a dispatch during the break um, that I was waiting to get. Uh, Zarika Yama still going to complete his official visit today. Um, still on campus. Kendall Weaver just got into town to start his official visit. So Zarika Yama finishing Yama finishing today. Kendall okay. Weaver starting today. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Texas basketball fans. Something to something to look forward to. Um. All right. Uh, we have a, we have a couple of different things uh, here. One, uh, I, I, you're not, if I remember correctly, a superhero movie guy, right? I'm a Batman guy. Batman. 
But other than that, uh, you know, I've seen some of the Avengers movies. I don't like do the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and go like Black Panther was really good. Yeah. Iron Man was good. I just don't do the whole like I don't like start to finish and I don't like every Marvel movie. I'm not, you know, first in line to go see it or anything like okay, that. Okay, so that that's why this is it's not going to to use your phrase is going to be neither fish nor fowl for okay. you. Uh, what about you, Cam, well, with regard to the uh, superhero movies, the Marvel Universe, all that stuff? I used to be into it. After Endgame, they've all been completely garbage movies, so I'm kind of <laughs> out on it. Okay. I mean, I'll go I'll go see Guardians of the Galaxy just because I like Chris Pratt and those guys, but besides that... Pfft. Which brings us like to this side. at the end yeah. for your thoughts on that, Cam. It's it awesome. brings us to this... Uh, you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. I saw the first one, really liked it. I didn't. Yeah. I never saw the second one. And so yeah. now Volume 3 is coming out. And uh, the director, James Gunn, has ensured that Volume 3 will be different every time you watch it. Uh, and so how does that happen? He has worked with Marvel to create... 600 versions of the new film that will offer a different experience for cinema goers. Now, these changes are not going to consist of any alterations to the actual storyline, but they have been designed to ensure, quote, every exhibitor in the United States and in most international territories has the option to maximize their screen size for the audience. The vice president of of uh, Finishing and Stereo, Evan Jacobs said, so wherever you go to see it, you're going to see the best version. Each version has been designed for a different aspect ratio, meaning you may witness more or less action depending on where you see the film. So now they said it would have been harder, frankly, to accommodate this kind of creative vision on a different delivery schedule, but we had the time we were able to make it work. So reviews are in for the film. They've been mostly positive. Um, so uh, yeah, apparently... You know, you could go see it at uh, what is it, the Cinemark up in Cedar Park. You know, you know why they're doing this. And you could go down south and see a completely, not a completely different version of the movie. Again, it doesn't change because you got line. the people that'll go see the Marvel movie like ten times. Yeah, they'll go see it as people will go see this as many times as humanly possible to see however many different experiences they can get. Have you ever done the thing either of y'all where you go to the movies to see a movie twice in the theater? Rarely, but I have done it. Yeah, it, no, it, on, mainly the Star Wars catalog. Honestly, the last it. time I think I I did it was the uh, the first Jackass movie. <laughs> you went, saw Jackass more than once. Yeah, I went and saw it with. So some, now, who's really the Jackass? Well, I went and saw it with some buddies. Went and saw it with some buddies, and then I went and saw it with my dad. Um, okay, and right. he thought the uh, the hardware store toilet bit. He yeah. thought that was like the funniest thing okay. he'd ever seen. Okay, all right. I never saw my dad laugh as hard as he did. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> then. Um. Yesterday, God bless Dave England. Yeah, there you go. Yesterday, I, I uh, you brought up the fact that I was uh, on with the musers on the ticket, and they asked me for the b- most bizarre wheels off mascot names, mm-hmm. and, and I repeated them on the program yesterday. And I said number two on the list was from Devil's Lake, North Dakota, the Devil's Lake Satan's. Yeah, which they changed uh, after all that kind of stuff. Well, as if on cue. Pennsylvania's Saucon Valley School District now has been ordered. Ordered? Ordered. They must allow the Satanic Temple to use school facilities for their after-school Satan Club 
As courts continue to examine a civil rights lawsuit filed by the ACLU of Pennsylvania in late March, this ruling will follow the lawsuit which alleged the district allowed the club to use school facilities but later rescinded permission, citing a policy requiring that use of such facilities should not interfere with the educational program of the schools. The group alleged that the walkback violated the free speech clause of the First Amendment. A federal judge issued a preliminary injunction and said when confronted with a challenge to free speech, the government's first instinct must be to forward expression rather than quash it, particularly uh, when uh, the content is controversial or inconvenient. Nothing less is consistent with the express purpose of American government than to secure the core innate rights of its people. No argument with any of that. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Think about it. What what what, what clubs were you involved in? What activities were you involved in when you were in I high school? I think student council is probably a little bit different than Satan no, club. No, okay, so you were in student council? Yeah. Okay. And you play football, and you yeah. play basketball, and you were in track, right? Right. Okay. Were you in any other organizations? Uh, I'm sure I was. Nothing's coming okay. to me on top of my I head. Because was, I was like in drama. I was in theater, obviously, and in uh, speech. I was in DECA, Distributive Education Club of America. I was in DECA. What about you, Cam? DECA, baby. DECA Proud. Yeah. I think yeah, we did. DECA, uh, yeah. Newspaper okay. and, okay. like, the broadcasting. Club. And then, of course, in the school yearbook, they list your credits there, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if you had this on here? DECA, track, key club, Spanish club, uh, after school Satan's, after school Satanic club. That's that's the thing that struck me about that. And then uh, this final story, Aaron uh, made reference to it. I, I noticed it as well, and I think it's worth repeating. This is going to perhaps go into your into your cauldron. Oh, got to boil some somebody. Boil and roll, sell their fat. Start soap. with the words "an Arkansas woman." So start with that. You're okay? already you yep. already got one red flag. An Arkansas woman has pleaded not guilty to charges that she sold twenty boxes of stolen body parts from medical school cadavers to a Pennsylvania man for nearly eleven thousand dollars. The indictment was so unsealed Friday. I know. Accuses Candace Chapman Scott, a former mortuary worker of setting up the transactions with a man she met through a Facebook group about oddities. Yeah, that would qualify. He's a Little Rock resident, pleaded not guilty to 12 counts, including conspiracy to commit mail fraud, uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, uh, conspiracy to commit interstate transportation of stolen property, and in possession of that, he's jailed. Uh, he was, She was employed at Arkansas Central mortuary services part of her job was to transport cremate and embalm remains over to the university of arkansas for medical sciences in little rock that's where the school had been sending remains of cadavers but she was just selling them to the dude for 11 grand so as ty henderson brought up producing what's weirder the selling of it or the buying of it and without question everybody went the buying of it yeah you're buying it right to buy Old um, elbows and knees for So you ask, here you go. The indictment alleges that over nine months, she sold fetuses, brains, hearts, oh. lungs, genitalia, large oh. pieces of skin and other Whoa. body parts. At one point, the indictment alleges that she sold the remains of a fetus at a discount, writing, he's not in great shape. Uh, she collected ten thousand. Dude, you're you're ribbing me. Right? 10, no, no, no. Is it's this a real? Ten thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars in sixteen separate PayPal transfers. 
So uh, there you go. There it is. Uh, that, my friends, is the core of inconceivable. Something that, um, yeah, selling body parts there. So uh, we're, we, you got to skip the cauldron and just go straight to firing squad at that point. That, well, there you go. Or whatever. And how about uh, whatever medieval death how about penalty the two situation? Of them, how about the two of them dating, getting together Dude, that's... on that deal? Uh, so uh, the, the, she wrote to the guy in her first Facebook message, just out of curiosity, would you know anyone in the market for a fully intact embalmed brain? You know? And, and, and then maybe he says to her, maybe he says, hey, look, the best I can do is, you know, $800. It's I'm like taking Stars guy. I'm taking all the risk here, you know? <laughs> Jeez, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to You know, that. the fact that some people are, are, are allowed to breathe the same air as the rest of us is quite unfortunate. Well, there you go. All right. We'll continue. We'll light the tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019 AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com.